welcome back to another episode of That's a Wrap. I'm Shannon, and today's episode is going to be focused on the 1996 thriller called Fear. And I do want to go ahead and advise that, as always, there may be spoilers, so listener discretion is advised. Alright, so let's go ahead and discuss the stars of this movie. And I feel like none of these stars need an introduction. I feel like we all know who they are. And the stars are Mark Wahlberg, Reese Witherspoon, William Peterson, which if you are not aware of who he is, he played Gil Grissom on CSI. He is known for a lot of other projects, but that is the main one. Alyssa Milano and Amy Brenneman. Like I said, I feel like all of these stars are are well-known. They are completely well-known. They don't need no introduction. We don't need a backstory on them. We all know who they are. And this was a very early role for Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon. This was Mark Wahlberg's, I believe this was within the first five of his first ever films, to be completely honest. And I believe for Reese Witherspoon, it was was around her fifth movie as well. Um, So it was very, very early on in their careers. Alright, so let's go ahead and talk about the film. So this is a rated R movie, just just so you guys know. Um, and it is focused on a 16-year-old, Nicole, who is played by Reese Witherspoon. And her family lives in Seattle somewhere, I believe. And her father is Stephen. He is William he is played by William Peterson, and then his new wife, who is Nicole's stepmom, Laura, and Laura's son, Toby, from a previous relationship. So she goes out with her friend, Margot, who is played by Alyssa Milano, and Margot is extremely outgoing. Um, I hate to say it, kind of a slut. Um, she is just opposite of what Nicole is, and Nicole is kind of sheltered and a goody-goody. She is from a wealthy family as well, so that may be why she is relatively sheltered. Um, however, she does go out to the bar with Margot and their friend. There at the bar, Nicole meets David who is played by Mark Wahlberg. And she falls in love with him. He falls in love with her. And, you know, they're they're attractive. They are attracted to each other. Reese Witherspoon still to this day is absolutely gorgeous. And as much as I hate to say it, Mark Wahlberg is a relatively attractive man to this day as well. So... As a result, Nicole does fall in love with David, much to the dislike of her father, and he tells her to stop seeing David. 
which she completely disregards as any teenager would because, you know, teenagers know best. We've all been there. And as a result of Nicole being pissed off at Steven for not liking David and this teenage angst thing that she has got going on with her relationship, she continues to disregard everything that Steven has set out for her, such as a curfew, can't be home alone by herself with David, and all that other stuff. However, David sneaks into her room at one point, and they have sex. Like, he just... He, he, well, I guess he doesn't sneak into the, in the, into our room, so she stupidly gave him a code to get into the house while her parents were on vacation, um, you know, because she did want to spend time with him and no parents were there. I don't know why you would give somebody a code to your security system in your house. I don't care if you trust them. If they don't live with me, they're not getting the code. Also, while we're on creeper status mode with the whole sneaking into the house and having the code, um, David fingers Nicole on a roller coaster, like their first official date, and he fingers her on a roller coaster. And I have never done that, but I wonder if it's any good like why would you think i don't i don't understand why you why you would do that like when you think of like the impact of coming down at the roller coaster and just, that just that doesn't make sense but whatever it's a movie but yeah so she was already out breaking all of her rules and even the lines that she probably had herself with david and we do find out that despite his good looks, he is very possessive, if you can't see that already from the first time he's on the screen. And also at one point, Nicole catches Margot having sex with David and she gets really upset with Margot and they get into a fight. However, it's not consensual. David forces Margot to have sex with him because they're smoking crack and doing drugs and drinking and stuff. And he apparently wants what he wants. And he, he full out, like, asks Margot's boyfriend or boy toy, whatever he is at the time, like, if he can have sex with her. So... Um, so as David becomes more possessive and jealous over Nicole, he stalks her in a mall. He corners her. He's watching her. He's showing up at her school. Like he's going into the cafeteria. I mean, at one point, he even writes Nicole in into his stomach with a razor or a knife or something and then blows the ink out of a pen and rubs it all over the cuts to tattoo her name onto his stomach 
So David ends up punching Gary, who is a friend of Nicole and Marco's, once he sees that he was giving Nicole a hug. His possessive and jealousness comes out. He beats Gary up. And as a result, he also ends up giving Nicole a black eye because he accidentally hits her, which, you know, this is a very abusive relationship. This is a very toxic relationship. I myself have been in both toxic and abusive relationships and friendships. I never in my life would try to fight or get in the middle of two men fighting. I don't care who they are. And that is why she ends up with the black eye because she does try to stop them from fighting, which is completely understandable. But I mean, what do you expect when you have all that t testosterone and guys fighting? You're going to get stuck in the middle of it. Um, so as a result of getting the black eye, she does break up with David. And she, like everyone else that goes through a breakup, she is sad about it. She is let down. She's hurt which is completely understandable, but then David apologizes and she falls back in love with him and gets back together with him and he manipulates Nicole into believing that her father assaulted him and what ended up happening was David was in his car and Stephen confronts him and they get into a verbal altercation outside in the middle of the road. And, well, actually, I think they were on the side of the road. They were by the, like, sidewalk. But they get out. They, you know, have words with each other and stuff. And, you know, David's manipulation and his psychoticness comes out. And Stephen can see right through that. And as a result, as Stephen drives off, David starts punching himself, causing bruises, and tells Nicole that, that, that her father assaulted him. And as a result, Nicole gets mad at her father, and it ends up being a fight again between them, and she runs off. So this is where... We find out that Margot and David have sex. So David invites Nicole to a party at his friend's house. She does decline, but then because she does get into that fight with her dad, she does decide to go to the party. And that is where she sees Margot and David doing drugs and having sex. And like I said earlier, she does get mad. And her and Margot get into a fight with it. However, it is not consensual, but she does not know that. And as a result, she confronts David about him cheating and breaks up with him for good. And Margot tries to convince Nicole that David is not a good person, that he did rape her. And Nicole just doesn't want to hear it. She believes that Margot had sex with him free willingly and that they're both horrible people. However, after Margot and Nicole have that fight, David comes out of nowhere 
and drives up behind Margot, and then they're like side by side and he's trying to run her off the road and finally a truck or another car is about to hit him so Margot pulls off to the side of the road which David does follow her and they get out of their vehicles David confronts Margot and tells her that she is to convince Nicole to take him back and if he doesn't he's going to basically kill Margot. And at this point, Margot has dropped out of school, lost contact with all of her friends. I mean, she's doing drugs. She's, you know, hanging around with David and his friends, and they're not good people. Not that doing drugs makes you a bad person. Um, but this is just what she's doing now, especially now that she's not in school. So at this point, he is stalking Nicole again at school and sees David and her hugging and talking, or not David and her, mom bad guys, too many names, too many things going on. David is stalking Nicole once again at the school and he sees Nicole and Gary hugging and talking and he ends up following Gary on his walk home Gary is walking through the woods. David continues to follow him, eventually meets up with him. Gary can see David's not right. He can see that he's up to something no good and tries to run from him. However, he ends up tripping and David snaps his neck and kills him. So... We are now moving forward to when I said that David does follow Nicole into a mall. So he is stalking Nicole, Laura, and Toby at this point. And they're at the mall. And Nicole gets up to go to the restroom. And David goes into the restroom as well and corners her, covers her mouth, and threatens her saying that, you know, no one is going to stand in the way of having Nicole to himself and nobody else can have Nicole and just this possessive crazy shit. And at the same time, Stephen finds that his car was vandalized and that there was an insulting note left by David as well. And David... Also, I took a picture when he was sneaking into the house and Photoshop, well, not really Photoshop because Photoshop wasn't a thing, but he essentially Photoshopped himself into the family picture and eliminated Steven from it. And also at one point, Steven finds a condom in Nicole's room and he knows that they had sex and that they were together while both of the parents were on vacation. So Stephen is obviously very mad that his car was vandalized and the insulting note was not a pleasant note, obviously. And so he goes to try and find David to confront him. And David is not home, so Stephen breaks into the house and that is where he discovers, like, a shrine of Nicole and the family. I mean, it is ridiculous the amount of stuff that he has. 
And that just further increases Stephen's worry with his with his daughter's relationship with this unknown guy. I mean, no one knows who this guy is. Nobody can really find anything. The only thing that they know is that he was bounced around from foster home to foster home. But that's about it. Nobody really knows anything about him. He is just this mystery. So Stephen does get mad when he discovers like the shrine and he ruins a couple of things. And then David and his friends come home. They realize that obviously the place has been broken into and David knows who he is. As a result, David decides to fuck with the family some more and breaks into the Walker's residence with his four friends. And their goal is to not only revenge the break-in, but to hurt or kill Nicole's family. And then David wants to take Nicole all to himself without having to worry about anybody. Crazy, crazy stuff. So Margo shows up and at the house and informs the family of Gary's death. And it doesn't take a genius to realize that they're probably thinking it may be David, especially Stephen. And... David and his crew, now this is where it gets really graphic and I hate this part of the movie. Um, fun fact, I cannot watch Pet Cemetery because of the animals that die. And I hate watching this scene, but they end up beheading the family dog and the little boy is calling the dog like toby is just trying to call the dog and they fucking put the head through the dog door and then drop it and oh my god that poor little boy i mean oh my gosh i don't care if this is a movie i mean my god and at that point that is when david and his crew decide to start trying to break in. So Stephen and Laura are barricading the doors, the windows, everything. And at some point, one of the guys is able to get his hand through the door. And she ends up drilling his hand. And Nicole... Margot and Toby are up in Nicole's room hiding. She's kind of like up in the attic type of thing. I, I guess it's dependent on houses. Um, but she was like kind of like in the attic. She was in the highest part of the house. And as a result, she decides to try and send an SOS message using a flashlight to the private security guard that they have for the property. Which, yes, like I said earlier, they are very wealthy. They have their own private guard. And he does show up and is eventually killed as well. And then David and two of his friends take Stephen hostage. And as a result, Laura surrenders to this chaos. 
And Toby ends up escaping through a window and gets into Laura's car in the garage. Um, one of David's friends do find him in the garage. However, Toby, being a smart little boy, runs Terry over with the SUV and barges through the garage door. At the same time, David's friend, who is the one that Margot was seeing, forces himself on Nicole. Margot tries to stop it, and Logan ends up knocking her out. So at this point, David is now coming up to Nicole's room and point blank shoots Logan in the head for trying to rape Nicole. And he also tells Nicole that he is going to kill her father so that they can finally be together. That Nicole will get over her father's death, get over this madness that is occurring, and will finally accept him for him and that they can finally be together without anybody. However, at the same time, Toby gets the guy's keys that he, uh, I don't know who this dude is, um, but some dude is, oh, I believe it was a security guard, my apologies, um, retrieves um, the security guard's keys to release his parents. And at this point, Stephen would then rushes at David and him and David start fighting and David is in the process of getting ready to kill him however Nicole impales David with a peace pipe gift that he had got her and he he has it in his back David looks at Nicole in shock, can't believe that she did this, his opinions were completely wrong, his thoughts were wrong, she doesn't love him, why did she do that to him? And at this point, Stephen gets back up and then continues to fight with David. And David, now realizing that Nicole may actually be an enemy, tries to attack Nicole. However, Stephen grabs him and throws David to his death. And Q911 showing up, and the film ends. So let's go ahead and talk about this movie real quick. So I actually have not seen this movie in a minute. Uh, this was one of my favorite movies of Reese Witherspoon outside of rom-coms. Um, I am a huge Reese Witherspoon fan, so this was one of my favorites until I found others. Um, that being said, this film was released in 96, and it was what people would call a sleeper movie. It wasn't that big of a hit when it was released. Since then though, it has became a cult film. And it is actually the movie that gained the teen idol status for both Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon. 
Um, that being said, the producer has explained this movie to be kind of like Fatal Attraction, but with teenagers, which I thought was pretty interesting. And I think it actually does sum up the movie pretty well. Like if you had to explain the movie to somebody, I can totally understand people saying it's Fatal Attraction, but with teens. And you would be able to get the gist of the film from there. Um, with that being said, I do not now think this is one of Reese Witherspoon's best movies. However, this was a very early movie for her and her acting talent is undeniably good. Um, I would love to, one, work with her one day, but two, be able to have her ability that she has and fun fact about this movie is Mark Wahlberg's Boston accent is extremely strong in this it is wicked strong and I cannot stand it part of the reason why I don't like this movie is because of his accent and I am from Massachusetts. I am from the South Shore. My dad hung out with Mark and his friends. They they weren't close, but they had the same group of friends. Like, that, that is how close I am to where Mark Wahlberg was raised. And I have never had a Boston accent that strong. When I saw this movie, I remember telling everybody that I was going to get a dialect coach and I was going to get rid of that accent because I did not want that accent to be in my movies. However, I never got I never got dialect coach. Um, I just worked very very hard to get rid of my Boston accent, and it does still come out time to time. There's still some things that I say that make you raise an eyebrow, and you're like, what? Occasionally, I do drop the word wicked every now and then. You know, it happens. I was born and raised in Massachusetts for 25 years. On the South Shore at that, it does happen. Um, but I cannot stand his accent. And I am just going to go ahead and say it. If you cannot stand the Boston accent, you are not going to be able to sit through this movie. It is just horrible and I mean I, I, I just can't um with that being said though we are going to go ahead and end this episode with this is actually the movie that Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon started dating so they did date they dated for a short time and she has spoken about being in an abusive relationship when she was a teenager with someone. And that was what, you know, I, I'm not going to get into it. But her, her hints to it lead me to believe it was Mark Wahlberg. Um, also, knowing Mark and... and the group of friends that he had at the time it wouldn't be surprising 
I'm not saying that he still is. I do think he is a changed man. I believe money can do that to somebody. And he does have kids now. So I do believe that he's not who he was when he dated Reese Witherspoon. But if it wasn't for them, she never would have dated and married Ryan. So we have that to thank. And yeah, so the budget for this film was $6.5 million And the box office, they got $20.8 million. In case you want to know about the budget in the box office. So with that being said... I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. It is a lot longer than I thought it would be for this movie. Um, But that is it for this episode. And my name is Shannon, as always. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And I look forward to speaking with you all in the next episode. I hope you have a good rest of your day wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, and I will talk to y'all soon. Bye.